Hey out there, it's John Kenoki. Just wanted to remind everybody that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash C7pod. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Uh, some recommendations I would just throw out there is uh, The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, uh, The Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan, or the... Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind. Uh, you can go ahead and download it to your iPhone, Android, anything mobile. Uh, again, that's www.audibletrial.com backslash C7pod. Uh, get your free trial and free audiobook today. Thank you. Welcome back to Cinema 7. I'm your host, Mario B. And on today's episode, we're talking about Thor 3. Thor Ragnarok. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard Where the booming heavens roar You'll behold in breathless wonder The god of thunder, mighty Thor um, It just broke the box office record over the weekend. It's uh, roughly about one, uh, $121 million and uh revenue ticket sales yo and uh we're gonna be talking about that it's gonna be our take and we got a guest today uh we're gonna introduce everybody as usual uh here with me is chris hawk yo john kenoki hi and our guest today george the beer money what's up and that's george the beer money george how you doing man i'm doing Last time you were on the podcast, you you and I were talking about uh, Castlevania. Yeah, we did, didn't we? So we have no news. Uh, John Kenoki is the only one who provided the news, and it was only one thing. Uh, so we're not going to talk about that, because it's, it's pointless. So we're just going to go right into Thor Ragnarok. We're going to each give our present our general thoughts without any spoilers, and then we're going to get into spoilers and break down the uh, movie, and uh, you'll hear uh, the Imperial... Uh, alarm uh, signifying that that's when we're talking about spoilers. So if you listen to the last two episodes, Chris Hawk and I, Fire Night Special, we just we shoot from the hip. We, we go all out. No sp- spoilers, whatever. You're, you, you've been warned on those episodes. Welcome to the main event. So here we go. John, I'm going to start off with you. What is your general thoughts on Thor Ragnarok? Spoiler-free general thoughts? Yes. I liked it. Now, will I say it's Anything out of the ordinary? No, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it made me laugh uncontrollably twice. <laughs> we'll get into mm-hmm. why that was and how nobody else was laughing at those points. But, uh, yeah, I liked it. I don't want to get too in-depth. George, what's your uh, general thoughts? Uh, generally, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. There were parts that I would rather have been done differently. I'm not overly disappointed, but I'm not overly excited about 
how they executed the movie. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get more into why a little bit later. stuff? Yeah. I'll give you my general thoughts. I was actually uh, very entertained. I thought this is very easily entertaining. I will say, though, I, it, I, I think the movie is more uh, Planet Thor than uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, everything, everything, it, this has everything I hate about Marvel, but I still kind of liked every, everything they did in this movie. It's, it's kind of its own thing, yet it still exists in the MCU. I kind of wish it was more of its own science fiction movie versus a superhero movie, but I am still very positive on it. Chris Hawk. Um, this is easily the best uh, Phase 3 Marvel movie that has come out so far. In my, I agree. In my personal opinion. I, I uh, love the fact of how, this, how Marvel knocks it out of the park with the third movies. Um, well, Civil War and... What was it? Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3. I think they're both good movies, and they only get better as they go on. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting down deep into uh, this movie, definitely. Uh, John, would you say this is, the be- this is better than Spider-Man Homecoming? I don't know that I would compare the two. I don't think you can fairly do that, considering they just got Spider-Man and Thor's had a lot of setup. This mm-hmm. clearly isn't an introduction to the character or his settings in the universe which is what Spider-Man had to be. Even though they didn't do an origin story, it was still an introduction to Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe. So I don't think you can compare them and say it's better just because Thor's in a way better position. Do you agree with Hawk it's, it's, uh, that Marvel knows what it's doing with the sequels? Where did, uh, when did Phase 3 start? What movie? After the uh, second Avengers. So Civil War? Civil War, um, Doctor Strange. And Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, it's easily Spider-Man. better than all those, I would say. George, do you, um, would you say the same thing? Have you seen those? Uh, Civil War and... I know you said you like Doctor Strange. I've seen Civil War. I stayed away from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, mostly because I haven't seen the first one yet. And uh, I saw Homecoming as well. That's right. You and I went to go see that. But George likes yeah. Homecoming, so we don't need to hear anything you about that. You are out of your <laughs> goddamn mind. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> this, they have brought the, the thunder and the lightning. Speaking of the god of thunder. The gauntlet has been dropped. I think you mean Lord of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into spoilers now. Going all out from here on out. So if you don't want to know any of the spoilers, I guess just skip. Because I'll put like a timer in for the grades. And then I'll put in like uh, you know, a timer for when we talk about stuff afterwards. I mean, because let's be honest, y'all came here to hear us talk about the meat, not the, pota- <laughs> not the potatoes, okay? That's the, the main potatoes event. potatoes are part of it. Nah, they want the meat. Meat and potatoes are a part of the main no, course. No, 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 no. They want the meat. The director of Thor Ragnarok has directed a bunch of indie comedies. I don't know the, I don't know the director's name. Taiki. Taiki Wahidi. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's, um, uh, I know I'm pronouncing his, his last name, his first name wrong. But it's uh, Taiki or Taiki or Taiki Wahiti. And he's from, he's from New Zealand. Uh, some of the indie movies he did was um, Out of the Shadows, which is the, the vampire mockumentary. What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. Uh, thank you, Hawk. I, I actually like that movie. It's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a really it's, fun movie. It's pretty hilarious. I haven't seen it. Let's see what else he did. He did uh, The Wilder People or Hunt for the Wilder People. 
yeah, something for the wilder people. I, I, that was on my top ten last year. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, have you guys seen any of his uh, other films? No, I've never seen anything he's ever done, <laughs> except for this. Same. <laughs> so, speaking of the director coming from comedy background, uh, what do you guys think of the comedy in this movie versus other Marvel movies? Junkin' Oak goes first. It's it's much of the similar stuff that they do. I'd say that it has a lot better delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel forced, and I but I think that has to do with again the nature of the character. Because when you have characters like Iron Man when he's severely depressed, making an actual joke and not like a sarcastic comment, it's kind of out of place. When Captain America makes a joke in like a serious situation, it's out of place. But Thor, like, they never set him up to be super serious. He's, from the minute you meet him in the first movie, he he's jokes all the time. But I think yeah. that's why they flow better. But I liked him. I, I enjoyed them way more than I have in most other Marvel movies. But I usually don't have a problem with them, though, in, to begin with. Uh, George, how do you uh, take the comedy versus, like, the comedy in Doctor Strange? I gotta agree with John. Wait, 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 wait. There was comedy in Doctor Strange? Not really. There's some comedy in Doctor Strange. I thought there was some, some there comedy was elements. There was some, but that was all just the comedy of, of like, a, a novice magic user just trying to figure out how to use his magic. Can't really say that that's comedy or, like, just funny circumstances, I guess. There's the, uh, the large librarian guy, and Beyonce it listens to it. There's, there's comedy in there. I was totally, I was kidding. I was kidding, guys. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> shh, shh, shut, shut your mouth for a second. But uh, I got to agree with John on the uh, comedy and Thor. He's always been kind of the, uh, the cocky. I don't really have to take anything seriously because I'm a badass type character. So I think it was all pretty well placed. It, it wasn't, oh, this has to be funny. I have to get some, jo- some laughs here. I have to agree with uh, you and John on, on uh, some aspect. I think some of the comedy was definitely really good. I think, and, and you know, it, it definitely makes sense with Thor. I think some, some, some of the comedy, though, is on the negative side for me, where it feels forced. And I think, uh, like, when the, he throws the ball into the glass, I thought that was a little, or the metal sphere that Hawk was throwing around, I thought that was a little, uh, I mean, I, I think I might have laughed at that. I don't remember. You, you, you did. Okay, well, I, I, well, I, you know, my brain was kicking on different cylinders then, but I don't know. I, I, the more I thought about that scene, the more I thought it was kind of forced, and I felt like a tool for laughing at it. But I'll tell you, my entire theater laughed at that, and Jennifer and I just looked at each other and were like, "That's not that funny." Most people like slapstick, but uh, I, I don't know what else. The I don't know other, what other comedy moment I would say. Uh, it, I, it. I definitely would say the negative comedy parts for me are very less compared to uh, the positive comedy, which is, I, you know, I, I don't know where, how I would ballpark it. Maybe, like, I thought at least 80% of the comedy in the movie was, was it fit very well in, in this style. And, I, and that's because I, I agree with uh, what John was saying. You know, it, Thor is kind of set up that way, and it just fits the Thor movies more so than it does the other movies. Uh, Hawk, what do you what do you think of the the comedy? I think they really let uh, 
Liam Hell was what's his name? Chris Hemsworth. I think they really let let him loose, and I think it really shows in this movie how well he does in comedy and comedy roles, and how well he worked with the director. And if you've seen what we do in the shadows and Hunt for the Wilder People, you know the type of comedy that the director has, and it's it's very sometimes it come at it comes at you subtly, like um, with Odin and the God of Hammers line, and then you have. Hulk and Loki, which some of the funniest things in the movie happened between the two, and I just overall this was this might have been one of the funniest. I think it is hands down the funniest Marvel movie, and and I think it. I agree. It, through and through, it's funny, and it's not just it's every different types of humor involved, and some of the slapstick, yeah. like you were saying about that the ball throw. I will admit that was that was probably one of the lowest uh, funny parts in the movie. I I didn't even laugh at that part either. Aesthetically, that for that scene, I didn't like that part. But that was like the only part uh, I can remember, unless we yeah. we talk through it in this review. That was that was one of the only parts that kind of took me out because you know I was I was grooving with Thor for that part to try to when he was trying to convince Valkyrie to join him, but then he throws the ball and hits him in the face, and I was like, you know, that was kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah, I just laughed right there, and I think it's dumb. What the heck? Yeah, would you guys agree with Hawk that this is probably the best comedy in in a in in a Marvel film to date? The best use of comedy? I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it later and just see how it holds up the second time. That's the the real key there. Yeah, that is a that is a good idea. Yeah, I was gonna say the same. I don't. I uh, for Ragnarok. I, I I was gonna say later on, but you know, I'll say it now. I don't. I don't know how much about. I I don't know about the rewatch value. I think it was a great theater experience, which we'll get into more. How'd you guys? What do you guys think of the growth of the character, the characters in this movie? You've seen the other Thors, obviously. Um, you're big into uh, the uh, the North uh, North Norse mythology. Uh, so, how how do you take the growth of these characters, and what are some things you can compare the Norse mythology to the comic book Thor? You can't really compare the two. The comic yeah. Thor is a character. He's, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what Stanley was really planning or what his creator was planning, uh, but I don't think there was a plan to have much emphasis on the mythology behind Thor, other than he's a guy in from Asgard who holds the hammer, mm-hmm. uh, Mjolnir. And is the son of Odin, god of thunder. So I I don't really compare the two, just just for that sole purpose. However, if they are going to go that route, there are some things I wish they would have done differently. Hmm. Tie into the North mythology. Yeah, because uh, Hela is actually named Hel. Is not Odin's daughter. She is supposed to be Loki's daughter. In the Norse mythology. Yes. Again, in it's it's all comic story versus yeah, uh, what the Vikings believed. As far as character growth goes, I think Thor was pretty well established as he was. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't too too much room for growth. However, they did with how they progressed, how he so adamantly wanted to return home to prevent Asgard from falling and everything. And I like how they kind of got him to man up how they took away the one thing that made him thor and then kind of uh, showed how 
He's more he, than just the hammer. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Uh-huh. Like Hawk said, the line is, uh, he's not the god of hammers, he's the god of thunder. Yeah. Uh, Hawk, what'd you, what'd you think of the character growth from the other Thor movies to this one? I, uh, I loved it. I like that they did something different. Um, I'm, they should have did this in the second movie, honestly. Because... I agree. Nothing really... The second movie couldn't have happened, and nothing would have changed in the Marvel Universe. So, that's... that's. I mean, I have many other problems with the Dark World, but Thor, Thor actually losing his hammer is the best thing to happen to the MCU. Um, we've already seen about five or four movies of Mjolnir, so it's about time that Thor started using his actual god powers to fight, which is something that's exciting and something... I'm really I'm like that's one thing also. They kind of winter soldierized uh the Thor. They made him super powerful in this in this movie. Where in the other uh Avengers movies, I feel like he's underpowered, which is typical for the MCU. I I feel like they underpower yeah. their super powered guys. Before we get into like uh power and stuff like that, I want to uh I want to get John's opinion on on the character growth. I think it's necessary. Uh you're about to put Thor up against uh, the Infinity Gauntlet Thanos, so uh, a hammer's not going to cut it. So it strategically makes sense to make Thor relevant in a fight mm-hmm. that uh, everybody's going to have to bring more than their A-game, all 10,000 of the people fighting Thanos, and uh, you know all their miscellaneous powers that I'm sure you know Spider-Man will be used in five seconds or whatever. But uh, in terms of Thor, I mean, he was Thor to me. All, all that really happened was he changed cosmetically. He, he doesn't grow that much to me. He just gains new powers. He, le- he learns that he can find a different way. Speaking of what Hawk said about, you know, uh, how he was underpowered to becoming, you know, more powerful, I, I kind of I feel like they underpowered the Hulk in a way, but I get the sense because, you know, Thor is the, you know, the, you know he's kind of a god and a lot of people's visions, even though in this MCU, you can kind of see him as an alien in a sense. Uh, do you guys see that at all with the Hulk? Like, did, did you think they kind of downsized his power in a sense, Chris? No, I just think they made Thor not hold back like Superman holds back all the time. John, you agree with that? I wouldn't say that the Hulk was underpowered. He didn't lose. True. I, I mean, if I didn't finish, and he clearly was unfazed by whatever Thor brought. I don't know. I think Thor won that fight. Oh, okay. well, Thor thinks Thor won that fight, but we don't trust him. But I mean, Hulk also thinks he won that fight. It, you can't. It, there was there was no clear victor. Thor got tased. <laughs> let's let's not let's not muddy the water here. So wait wait wait. God of Thunder gets taken out by a taser. Come I had now. problems with that too. Come on now. It was unexpected, okay? He's not the god of electricity. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Do you, think, do you guys think Odin is a uh, celestial in the MCU? I don't, think, I don't think celestials can have kids. Or maybe they uh, can. I don't know. What about Ego? Uh, Ego is a celestial? Yeah, right? Isn't, doesn't he say that in Guardians 2? Oh, well, I, no, I, Odin's definitely a god. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think he's a celestial. John, why did Odin die? That's that's what I want to know. Okay, because is he dead though? Because he he got put in a retirement home. Yeah, clearly, but like he disperses into the universe or whatever. To Norway. So he's not technically dead, but he's dead. But in the first one, they established that when he gets weakened, he goes into an Odin sleep and he wakes up. <laughs> what happened to that? Did he not do that anymore? 
He's done. It's um in Ragnarok in the comic series. It's the rebirth and the death of gods. So gods actually do die, but they become reborn. So you're kind of right where Odin goes that Odin sleep, but in in Ragnarok they actually do die. Well, that's how it is in the actual Norse mythology. Uh, Ragnarok is you know the gods are supposed to die and new ones are supposed to exist. However, it's Fenrir that's supposed to kill Odin. That, yeah. that, John, you do bring up a good point. Why does Odin die? I don't. I just don't. I don't. I. It's, it's a plot device for him mm-hmm. to die, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to me. Especially if he's not dead and he's just going to come back and in like a physical form later. It's. It feels like he willed himself to die, type of thing. Speaking of plot devices, I thought Doctor Strange was in the movie just so they can find Odin. Um, like I, I thought, I thought his cameo was kind of pointless. In I my love, opinion, I actually enjoyed his cameo a lot, and I, I'm kind of glad how powerful he's gotten since his movie. I I, I, I kind of liked his, it. Yeah, I think yeah. his cam- I think his cameo was um, worthwhile because of the fact that he's fully taking on his mantle as protector of Earth, and you have two Asgardians show up on Earth, and he's the first line of defense, and. I yeah, thought can it was, he sense that? Yeah, he can sense that. He's the, he's the protector of Earth. I thought Thor was the protector of Midgard or whatever. Well, mythology. He, yeah, he's like the protector of outworldly, um, outworld things. Outworld. Mortal Kombat? Outworld. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat! They, they both are, basically. So, I mean, they're freaking part of the Avengers. They all are. I don't know. I, I personally just thought it was kind of pointless. I don't know. That, that's just my opinion, though. But uh, I mean, did you would he, you have wanted a forty five minute scene of them trying to find Odin? I don't. I didn't. Thor and Loki take New York. Oh God, <laughs> that's a whole nother movie. <laughs> Where's he asleep in New York? Which hotel? Like a shopping montage. Oh my God, that'd been great. <laughs> Probably would have worked. What was the song that they played during the fight scenes? I thought that was some of the coolest parts. Uh, immigration song. Immigration song by uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that was probably. That that's positive for me as I very thought, well placed. Yes, I thought both were very well placed. Like George said, it was pretty badass. Uh, the second time they do it, uh, the second song sequence when each person has their own fight, I love that stuff. When each person has their own fight going on, I, that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. I I just I just liked that song. It just it made me it, it gave me that tingly feeling of adrenaline pumping into your veins. It just it just fits the movie very well. It's it's one of those songs. It's it's going to be synonymous with the movie, like how many other movies have songs that are synonymous with them, you know, like Reservoir Dogs and um that one song that's Do you guys like the action action scenes? Uh John, I'm not a big action guy. I mean, I feel like you guys know that. Mhm. I mean, when you have just a horde of like undead warriors just getting mowed down, I think it's it's kind of a waste of time to keep showing me the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like the uh, I can agree the big boss battles, like yeah. the Hulk versus the Wolf. Obviously, that's that's pretty cool stuff. I mean, I don't know how you stand in that water and if it's like you know waist deep, that's kind of weird. But why do they need a bridge? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> all I'm gonna say. But uh, just like the the individual like big fights, I like, but just the hordes and hordes and hordes of things, and you know yeah. them getting their whole action sequence of like killing people, like when Thor does in the beginning to all the demons. It's just like I I know he's gonna do it, so 
It doesn't really mm. impress me, even though I, can, I see why they do it. Yeah, I can agree because uh, with the hell, the hell, the hell part too, where she just, go, you know, she gets to Asgard, she kills everybody, and I was like, oh okay, yeah, you I know, mean, I, I knew that was coming. Yeah, my, you my knew you were gonna is, do it. My thing is, you have to do the grinding before you reach the boss. But Thor's already almost final level. He doesn't need to grind. He just needs to go after big bosses. It doesn't <laughs> matter. No, you no, still got to grind before you get the boss. No, 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 no. You just go after big guys to get big XP gains. That's all you do. Ah, bro. Grinding. No. There's all no, that small no, amount no. of XP, that adds up. Grinding well, is the worst thing in the world. Unless this is EverQuest, there's not just bosses all over the place, okay? That's not how it works. You got to go through the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> How about the or you know you you just want to get chicken so you run in and you get your whole team killed, Leroy. But um, how about the uh, oh Carl Urban, the part with Carl Urban with the machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he should have ran out of ammo uh, a lot sooner. No, Magic Asgardian uh, M16s. But he said he got them from Texas. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Honestly, Scourge in the comics is a he has a lot he's a lot bigger part, and I just. I honestly didn't care about his character at all in this movie. I mean, I saw yeah. the I saw the eventual eventual turn. I saw the redemption, and I saw the sudden death by Hela. I just I honestly didn't care. It was one of the few. I would say that's one of the few negatives in this movie for me would be his part. But Carl Urban has to get killed because he's got he's got to come back in a bigger and better role. Dread two in <laughs> DC in DC Com. I felt like Carl Urban could have been a good Ares. No nah, man. Professor Lupin, okay? No, bro. He's got to be Bullseye. <laughs> he's the new Bullseye. <laughs> I never miss. But let's talk about... Uh, I just want to mention it real quick, but everyone's new favorite Marvel character, uh, Korg. How'd everyone uh, like Korg? George, I know you like Korg. No. Yeah, you did, you George. Like Shut your mouth. I like Korg about as much as I like Homecoming. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I like Korg. So it's a lot. So you see, it, I knew you. I knew you liked Pork a lot because he's just he. He's almost the heart of this movie. No. Has George? Hold on. Has Has George discussed why he doesn't like Homecoming on a podcast? No. No, I wasn't invited to that one. Let's dive into it, George. Why don't you like Homecoming? <laughs> <laughs> it felt more like a new Iron Man movie. It they rushed through his origin way too much, and they did Iron it Ma- wrong. Iron Man's hardly in. The homecoming movie. He has less than fifteen He's minutes. He's all over that. He movie. has less than fifteen minutes of screen he time. He's all over that. It's movie. not even. It it's doesn't not even matter how, lo- how many how much screen time. Less than has. less than fifteen minutes of screen time. Doesn't matter. His origin does not matter. His origin's not even in the movie. So how can you say they got it all wrong? If you guys want, you guys can go back and listen to Chris Hawk and I talk about it, which Thor, or which George was originally invited to, but did not get to get on the episode because he would have been wrong anyway. Oh my god! But okay. I want to thank uh, okay. John for bringing that great A content to the podcast. Um, I like Korg. Did you guys like Korg? Back to Thor Ragnarok. All right, I'll tell you. So I don't. Is that his actual name? Like, what is his name? It's like Krag Korg. Korg. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I. I couldn't. I was like, is it Korg or Krag? Korg. I saw him sitting there when he walked into that like arena area. I was like, all right, big rock guy. You know, this makes sense. When he talked. I lost it. Like, I could not take him seriously. I don't even know what his first three lines of dialogue were because I was laughing so hard. Now, the character, I like him. He's not even my favorite character ever. He's not like like the best thing ever, but I really liked his character just because of his voice. 
Mm-hmm. But that's not enough to like be like, well, new favorite character guy deserves his own movie like people on Reddit. That's ridiculous. I- I honestly think Knife Hands Guy was uh, way better than Quirk, in my like, opinion. He has like two lines. And they're what? not even lines, they're like squishy noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... He, you liked him because Quirk was there to describe him to you. Okay, that's true. I can, I can take that. If he had just stood there looking at you and you never gotten any kind of acknowledgement of him, you wouldn't have liked him. He wouldn't have even known he existed. Because Korg was like, this is this guy. He's got knife hands. That's why you liked him. <laughs> the best is when he was swinging them. And then the one scene when um, uh, Loki's there as, a, as, you know, this is projection. He says, and he goes, uh, piss off ghost. Yeah, piss off ghost. And then he like knee bashes the wall. And then, oh, he's gone. And, and then Meek comes out of nowhere and just starts slicing the air. It's amazing. <laughs> John, is that, is that one of the parts you thought I would laugh at? Yeah, I, I knew instantly that it would either be that guy's voice or that knife hands bug alien that would get you. It was you. both. <laughs> it was both. Um, you guys have any? Uh, well, before we get into that, I guess let's talk about the villain. Let's talk about Helena or Hella or whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> the sister. I'm confused on names now. Korg, Cog. Um, Spoiler alert! It's not right. It's not Thor. It's uh, it's all about Troy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Hawk, what do you think of the villain in this movie? Um. For, uh, like most, like mostly every other Marvel movie, she was pretty forgettable. Uh, I didn't expect her super, her super villain power to be throwing knives out of her sleeves. So that was pretty great. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, knives, knives it everywhere. Was, it was all kinds swords, of stuff. swords everywhere, long swords, fast swords, just swords. <laughs> yeah, <everywhere>. short swords. <laughs> She's like I the guy really... from, um, uh, One Piece. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> Zolo cat. <laughs> I couldn't handle George, it. George, what do you think of the villain? Um, again, I was a little disappointed in the delivery, but that all stems into the mythology. I want to try to separate the mythology from this comic book movie. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I never, like Chris Hawk said, I never would have suspected that the um, goddess of death Three would knives. have a power of throwing weapons out of her sleeve. John, what'd you, uh, what'd you think of the, the villain? Look, Kate, Kate Blanchett can't do anything wrong, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I like the villain, but I, she doesn't, she's not really the villain, let's be honest here. The villain is like Thor's inner demons. That's, that's what this movie's about, is overcoming your personal you know, demons. Deep, but I, I, I think she would have been better had you met her in her element, which is the underworld. Yeah, which she kind of just comes in. Yeah, which you're not, you don't do. Uh, she's kind of thrown in there. It's rushed, and I think that's because they tried to fit so much of the other plot in with the Grandmaster, who is arguably another villain. Uh, I'd say they they kind of duo it together, uh, yeah. just because of you know the arena and everything. But for what for what she was given to do, I thought she was fine. Yeah, I kind of I kind of felt like in the beginning there they rushed through the plot a little bit, but I feel like. It it had it took its time where it needed. She the villain is a negative for me personally, just because I, because of that you know there's no introduction in her element and the the knives just you know killing swarms of stuff with the knives and throwing giant knives at the walls and the caves. What are uh, do you guys have any negatives at all, Chris Hawk? This movie flies by really fast and. I think they could have definitely added like another 20 minutes onto it 
because it feels like right when they leave the junkyard planet, forget what it was called. Um, it's like the movie is almost Sakaar. over. Sakar. Right when they leave Sakar, the movie's like almost over, and they have like like thirty minutes less. I think it's less than thirty minutes in Asgard. It it didn't feel rushed. It just felt like the movie went by very fast. And now I wouldn't say that was a negative, but it maybe it's like a limbo, not a positive or a negative. I I would have liked a little bit more to this movie to maybe flesh out more of Loki, maybe flesh out yeah. more of Valkyrie, and maybe give a little bit more screen time to the Hulk. Yeah, I think. Uh... You know what's weird is uh, I felt like no one really cared about Bruce Banner. You know, it was all about the Hulk. Oh, do you it care always? about Bruce? Do you care about Bruce Banner? I do. It's like a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde thing. I want to figure out how you know he deals with it, but I also want to figure out how what his solution is. And he mentions it too. He's like, uh, if I turn back, I may never turn. I may, I may never be Banner again. And then turns back to Hulk, and is just like, oh, I guess you know, no one cares about Bruce Banner ever coming back unless he regained control of the hulk john what's your opinion on that i don't really like the hulk i'll be honest <laughs> i don't like bruce banner i don't <laughs> like the hulk <laughs> now i liked what they did with the hulk himself because it makes people realize that the hulk is not really just bruce banner mm-hmm. in control and like he's angry the hulk is another entity that bruce banner becomes but i don't care about bruce banner i don't care about the hulk <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Banner to me is yeah. a very smart scientist, but he does nothing with it to help anybody. Like Tony Stark is very smart. He creates an Iron Man suit. Why wouldn't Bruce Banner do something to that effect? Instead, he like works in the shadows and doesn't really want to help anybody. He's a, he's a terrible character in terms of what he wants to do to help people. He doesn't really want to help people. He does it reluctantly. And he's, yeah, he, has, he has seven PhDs, but he doesn't want to help. <laughs> well, I, um, Bruce Banner, I know in in the comic book and in and, and uh, you know some of the movies he he he's like working for the government or he's working in this lab trying to develop the gamma radiation and stuff and so it accidentally happens he's not really thrown into yeah but that's not this uh, Bruce Banner this Bruce Banner becomes the Hulk and then doesn't want anything to do with anybody he doesn't want to help he was help he was try- he was helping sickly people in the first Avengers movie yeah that's it <laughs> he's just afraid. He's just afraid of what happens when he hawks out. That's why he doesn't want to mess with anyone. John finally told me he didn't like the, the first Avengers movie. I, I've been all, saying that for years. Yeah, we all knew that. Everyone oh. knew that. Chris Hawk is the only one who liked it. Yeah, I, no, 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 no. I did not like that movie. I loved that movie, okay? <laughs> George, what did you think of the, the Hulk? Because and, and, uh, you're, you're a big fan of uh, Planet Hulk and Red Hulk, right? I'm, I've got a lot to say about this. Um, would would you think of the Planet Hulk elements? I think they should have made Planet Hulk its own movie, mm-hmm. only because Thor never went to Sakaar. It was Beta Ray Bill who went to Sakaar while Hulk was there, and it was Beta Ray Bill who freed the Hulk from that um, obedience chip. Yeah, and made the revolution possible. I read a I, thing. I I just, I just think that whole. Sakaar scene should not have happened in a Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, it worked for the purpose of driving the story along because I understand now that um, the, the movies are a whole nother universe from the comics. Mm-hmm. I just, I really wish they would try to ad- adhere a little more to the comics than they are currently. Paul, can you agree with that? 
I'm happy with what we have. You're, you're John. It just was never going to happen. Planet Hulk can't happen. So they gave you the next best thing. Look, all I'm going to say is the Hulk can't carry a movie by himself, and Bruce Banner can't carry a movie by himself. Together, sure, they could, but they're the same character. It's not going to happen. If they do it, I mean, we're going to get, you know, another homecoming that George hates where one character is going to be pushing the plot along. Yeah. Tony Stark. But I'm, it, he just can't carry it. I read a, I read a thing uh, today that, that he was going to be in the movie and have a scene or something, and, the, and they took it out from the script. Uh, but we do get the Easter egg of his face on the tower that he was a champion. Beta Ray Bill, Thanos, and Ares, right? And Man-Thing. Man-Thing. And I didn't even notice Man-Thing's face. Neither did I, to be honest. I only saw Beta Ray Bill and Thanos. Same here. And then Hulk, as it was being built. I kind of agree with John there. Um, in the past, the Hulk movies have failed, with the exception of maybe the first one. That's uh, a hard, the, uh, the- That's all. Hard, maybe. I really like that movie, though. I, I'm probably one of the, the few people that really liked the first uh, Hulk movie. It's just the Hulk. And then, you know, the one with uh, Ed Norton is the Incredible Hulk. But I, I kind of... But um, going back to Thor, um, like I said, I just wish they would have tried to adhere to the actual comic instance. Just maybe he should have run into the Hulk somewhere else or whatever. However, it would have been hard to... Uh, Put the Hulk anywhere else. Yeah. Um, since he did do time as a gladiator on Sakaar. Let me let me ask you guys this. Do you do you consider the Incredible Hulk movie part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No. No. Because it is. Yeah, I you know. know. Is it really? Yeah, it's, it is. I, I wasn't even aware of that, but apparently it is. And that just makes no sense to me. Yeah, they, the thing that they mention it quite a bit. Uh, I think it was um, the destruction of Brooklyn or something like that. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Banner mentions it. Yeah, like Mark Ruffalo Banner. He mentions alludes to the movie, but I just never, I never even considered that it was part of the the canon. Which I just that seems so wrong to me. They could have easily just taken it out. Well, I guess Ed Norton was supposed to be part of the plan before he backed out of like joining the Avengers and all that. And who knows what they what they had planned? I don't think he backed out. I'm just gonna be honest. I think they. I think he out. was driven out. Yeah, he was. He was just such an awful character for Bruce Banner. No, I think it was uh, personal reasons outside the camera. I don't think it was Edward Norton. Ed- Edward Norton did a fine job. No, he didn't. Speaking, speaking of <laughs> Easter eggs, there was they showed the Tesseract in uh, Odin's vault, and they mentioned that the uh, the the stone the Infinity Stone gauntlet, the glove, uh, is fake. The one in Odin's thing. They quickly mentioned that. That's pretty uh, funny. I do you think maybe that should have been the glove, or do you, or are you guys fine with them saying that's fake? It's the wrong hand, right? Uh, yeah. It's the the right hand. It's the left handed gauntlet. It just, it just. I think it was just shout out to all the uh, the people out there that were clamoring about how there's two Infinity Gauntlets. Um, technically, that's true. Only one Infinity Gauntlet can. Well, one Infinity Gauntlet. Every universe has one Infinity Gauntlet, and only that Infinity Gauntlet can be used in that universe. And uh, one Infinity mm-hmm. Gauntlet cannot be used in another. Inf- and in another universe, it doesn't work. So technically, there could be two Infinity Gauntlets in the MCU. Just one of them wouldn't work. So look, that Infinity Gauntlet that was in Odin's uh, treasure room is an oven mitt, and it's <laughs> lethal to people. It melts, so it was recalled. <laughs> Odin just didn't get the memo. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Odin Odin subscribes to loot boxes. It's one of. Do his, you think we'll yeah. ever see Thanos actually collect the stones and and get the gauntlet himself? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the whole point of Infinity War. Yeah, right? but do you think they have enough time to show that? And definitely, then... definitely, they have enough time. Every he's single, already got one. Every single Infinity Stone besides the Soul Stone is is on Earth. So, well, do you, what about the Life Stone? I guarantee it's in Heimdall or something like that. And Heimdall and the Tesseract are both on that giant ship. So that's two stones right there. That's three stones for Thanos. And then you have the Time Stone and the Power Gem. And when did he get those? What are you talking about? When did he get the stones? He's getting them now. Okay, are we gonna, do you think we'll see him grab them? Or do you think he'll just have them? I mean, we see his ship will roll up on their ship. Yeah, there's two. Yeah. There's sh- tech, the last... Rumored gem is supposed to be inside Heimdall. His eyes are the same color as the last Infinity Gem, which is orange. It's yeah, orange. So he, I think that's the Soul Stone because he's he's able to do some freaky things. I read a thing that There's, they think uh, the the flame, the internal flame, is the life is the life stone. Well, it, well, you can't get it now. It's destroyed. Unless Thanos kills the uh, flame guy, or Thanos' sons, or children. That's what I'm hoping for, though. Thanos, Thanos needs to put together the gauntlet. He needs to. Well, I just need to see him do it. That's all. I just hope he doesn't have it. I want to see him. Does he, just, does he always have the glove? I mean... or did, in, in the comic, do they show him retrieve the glove? Depends. You see him get the glove in the movies. Yeah, yeah, and the, the, the credits, he's just like, I'll do it myself. Where, the heck, where is that? Where is the glove? Where did he get it? Where is the location of the glove? It looks like the collector's uh, hideout, so it could've, he could have gotten it from there. Uh, is there any other Easter eggs you guys saw? Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon's an Easter egg. Matt Damon and Sam Neill. Sam Neill plays Odin. That was pretty cool. Anthony Hawkins, like you said, I, I did like Anthony Hawkins' parts. I knew it. I knew it. Do you guys like Valkyrie? Thought yeah, she, I liked Valkyrie. Thought she was very interesting. I hope she's in. You know, you know what makes this movie really good, guys. And I and I realized it the other day is that there's no love interest, and that's why this movie works so well. I agree. Like test, like Valkyrie's there as like a hint at the future, but it's good to see Thor not focusing on things that don't matter. Like Jane Foster's cool and all, but that it's it's just it got in the way of the other movies. I kind of want to go back and rewatch The Dark World to get a second opinion. John said he he just recently watched it again, right? Or you fell asleep, you said, or something. <laughs> I, fell, I fell asleep in every single Marvel movie that I've tried to watch recently. I can't rewatch them. Can't rewatch what? Can't rewatch any of them. I just fall asleep. What the Marvel movies? Yeah, I fell asleep during the first Thor. I fell asleep during Avengers. John, what can't do you do? It. John, right when you wake up in the morning, now, right after breakfast, just watch them. Then you can't fall asleep. You just woke I up. <laughs> I bet you I can. No, <laughs> John Valkyrie though. What'd you think of Valkyrie? I I thought she was pretty good. I mean, again, she doesn't do a whole lot. Uh, the the stumbling drunk thing falling off her ship. I was like, okay, but she does she she does a complete one eighty super quickly just because Loki shows her actually what happened. You know, she didn't forget. Yeah, she knew it was that always happened. there. So she just kind of one eighties really really fast. Other than that, though, I didn't have any problems with her character. George, um, you like Valkyrie? Valkyrie was all right. Um, I, I don't really have much of an opinion of her. I don't think she had too major of a impact other than to get Thor off of 
uh, Sakar. But overall, she I, I think they did a pretty good job on her. Did Did you guys think Loki grew at all? Because I feel like we're still seeing the same Loki as we've Does seen. Does he ever? Well, well, not I know at the end he brings the ship, but I kind of wanted to see him. I don't know. They kind of underpowered him a little in this mo- in this movie. Like they they totally undermined him against Doctor Strange. Yeah, I thought he was kind of. I thought he was dumber in this movie. I wouldn't say dumber. I just like very very predictable. I think he's flying under the radar. I feel like they were trying to shift focus away from Loki and more on Thor. Tom Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Like I don't like Loki the character. And I'm on the fence about Tom Hiddleston as an actor, but him as Loki, like he he commands a presence as that character. Even when he's doing nothing, he's still there, and like you really feel him there. But I do feel like the character Loki's flying under the radar. You know, he has some sort of scheme, obviously because he brings the Tesseract with him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think that's what he was doing. Like he wasn't trying to get on anybody's bad side because he's got a grand overarching scheme. I just think as a like a an actor in in the Loki persona, he he commands a presence on the screen, so he he brings a lot to it just by being there. Yeah, sometimes I actually forget that it's Tom Hiddleston being Loki, and it's just how good he is at that role. I'm I mean Loki is one of my favorite characters in the Marvel universe, and it's just uncanny how I don't see the actor playing Loki. It's Loki. It's kind of like Mark Hamill was Luke Skywalker. Well, that's because Harrison Mark Hamill Ford. has only been really in Star Wars. Yeah. Well, true. I mean, have you seen Kong? I've seen Loki instead of Tom Hiddleston. What are you talking about? Mark Hamill's in the first Kingsman movie, okay? He is in the Giver, the Giver movie. I'll be interested to see how Mark Hamill plays Luke Skywalker in the new movie, because I don't know that I'm going to see Luke Skywalker. I might see Mark Hamill. You might be right. It's a total 180 switch. I just don't know that if, after all these years, he's so much older that I'm not going to see that. Because with Han Solo and The Force Awakens, you know, I I see more of Harrison Ford than I do Han Solo. It's just because of how old he is. If you see Blade Runner, John, you're definitely going to see just Harrison Ford. Yeah. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) If you can stay awake for that movie. So, So, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum, uh, Mario, so weird. You, you love you loved him, right? You loved, I love Jeff Goldblum. You loved him. I love I how weird he is. He's he's actually really weird and and uh, weird in li- uh, in real life. He's kind of weird. Oh, so you know uh, him? You know him in real life? I know him personally. You know, okay. I watch a lot of Portlandia, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know, I I know him on a personal basis because I'm also weird. get him on the podcast. If, yeah, I will. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll give him, him a ring. Watch him actually do it though. He knows how to yeah, tie knots. Be. The Grandmaster is supposedly the brother of the Collector, or is the brother of the Collector. I thought there was going to be a cameo of the Collector in this movie. That's what I thought. Kind of made me mad. I mean, what happened to the Collector? We don't even know. Did Thanos kill him and steal the gauntlet? See? We don't know. <laughs> um, so what did you guys think of uh, the Grandmaster, besides him being weird? John already alluded that he, he thought he was like the second villain, technically. He was like one... He was like part one villain, and then, you know, Hela was part two villain. Other than the, um, the last end credit scene, which was pretty useless to the entire, uh, I didn't like it at all. I thought he was a very different villain. Uh, over, he was like overly goofy. It, it was like 
almost the Riddler-esque type of, not Riddler, but like, it felt like a, he felt like a Batman. I would watch Jeff Goldblum as the Riddler. Yeah, (laughs) he felt like a Batman villain type. I don't know which one, but. I didn't get that vibe. I was getting a vibe from him, like a Batman villain, like like one of the old 70s Adam West Batman villains. That's what I was getting from him. Um, I kind of, um. I don't know. I I I I understood. And he's on this weird junk planet, and you know they kind of, he's kind they kind of accept him as their ruler, I guess. And uh, I guess you know he kind of does whatever he wants, and he he's almost childlike in a way. So I kind of with his uh, actions. So I kind of I don't know. I kind of liked him. I I mean he was weird, and sometimes it was a little much how weird he is. Uh, the Grandmaster DJ part was pretty funny. In my opinion. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> yes. Oh, George, what did you think of Jeff Goldblum, the Grandmaster? I didn't like him. No, I'm just fine. Um, he, he was, I can kind of agree that he was a secondary villain. Uh, he didn't really have as much of a uh, presence on the screen, but then again, neither did Hella. I kind of like the, uh, the vibe he gave as a kind of an unintended villain. He he got a couple chuckles out of me. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? You're saying something about orgies. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I asked if, uh, what did you guys think of that term being used in a Marvel movie? That's good. Maybe they can uh, stop pandering to families. I mean, they were saying shit a lot. I'm kidding. I mean, I just, I think they could be darker at times. Uh, mm. You might not get a dark world. You might get a, an actual good movie if the elves are allowed to rip Thor's arm off like they do in the comics. Oh my gosh, they need to rip off his arm. What if they would have killed Jane Foster? They should have killed Jane Foster! Look, if they're going to match this new Venom verse that's being made with its hard R that I pitched, okay? <laughs> He's ripping people in half. Step sw- it up, Marvel. I swear to God, if the final fight scene is on a damn nuclear reactor. I swear. We all know it's gonna be. Anti-Venom, Chris Hawk, anti-Venom. I swear. So, here we go. Final summary and grades. Uh, I will go first, and then we'll go John, and then... George will give us the beer money, the beer money grade, the beer money gauntlet, and then uh, you know George will or Chris Hawk will give us the main event, similar Rubicon. Uh, I I, I was uh, a little co- conflicted um, at some time at some parts, uh, feeling and thoughts, but uh, overall I enjoyed it. I think it's uh, I think that's my I surprised myself at how much I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's the best Marvel movie of the year. So I agree with you guys. It's the best Phase Three movie. Doctor Strange again to me was unneeded. That's just my opinion. Uh, though it's a kind of a long movie, I felt like it rushed through its plot a bit. Uh, but I feel like you know this movie, in a sense, is just a is just as quick as possible to set up uh, Avengers: Infinity War. I don't think it's as good as the critics are saying. Some critics are saying it's a modern masterpiece. I don't think it's that good. Uh, I definitely think, in my opinion, it's the most entertaining Marvel movie in theaters, in, in the theater exp- theater experience-wise. Uh, I don't know if the rewatch value is high, though. I, I mean, a lot of the Marvel movies, as John 
alluded to. I can't rewatch much of them at home. Uh, Winter Soldier is still the best Marvel movie to me. Uh, I just want to state uh, my grade doesn't reflect um, how in- easily enjoyable this movie was for me because I'm very positive on this movie and I'd probably rank it really high among the MCU movies. Uh, but you know, my grade is probably as where it's. I don't know how else to describe my how I'm going to grade this movie, but uh, even with the uh, seemingly few positives I had, but compared to the more negatives I had, I'm still very positive on it, and uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. John, what's your grade? Uh, I would say that the movie as a whole is one of the better Marvel movies in terms of feeling like a comic book movie as well as a superhero movie and retaining comic book elements just in terms of uh, the big action sequences and the the big spots of certain characters and just the behind the scenes characters setting up uh, plots like the Grandmaster never actually doing anything but being very integral to the pot the plot but I uh, I don't know I didn't have a lot of negatives with the movie and it just it felt like a better version of what Guardians of the Galaxy should be because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy I feel like they go all over the place but never really do anything to develop the universe I can agree and with that. Ragnarok does a whole lot. Like the first Guardians of the Galaxy, you get the Nova Corps and you know, you develop the universe. Second one does none of that. Yeah. You really just get a planet that gets destroyed. Whereas in this, you know, you get the junk world, you develop, you know, Asgard, it's not gonna exist anymore. You you get a lot more of space mapped out, I guess. And that's going to be integral to the Infinity War because Thanos, you know, moving around in space and all that nonsense. Uh, but overall, I liked it. Uh, I really enjoyed some of the uh, comedic moments. The other joke that really got me was the God of Hammers joke. <laughs> and it wasn't even that it was funny when he said it. It took me like five minutes and I was like, you know, that should have been funnier. And then I started laughing and couldn't stop. <laughs> but I mean, I, I would say I'd give it an eight and a half out of ten. So 8.5. Uh, George, bless us with the beer bunny grade, the beer money gauntlet, however you would call it. Six-pack challenge. <laughs> Six-pack challenge. Overall, I, I did enjoy the movie. Um, the action scenes were good. The story didn't seem rushed. It was well executed. Uh, like I said, there were a few things that I wish they would have done a little bit differently. Ella being Odin's daughter rather than Loki's. The fact that Thor never went to Planet Hulk. Those are two minor things that should not sway someone against the movie itself. I think it was still really well executed. I enjoyed how they did it. Now, before I actually give my grade, I gotta break down the uh, beer money scale here. My, My scale is how many beers it would take me to get through a movie. And still be able to enjoy it. Out of a six-pack. Out right? of a six-pack. A six would make it, would be terrible movie, like Homecoming status. <laughs> no, it's just, a good, it's just a good movie to drink to, it's, you know? It's a good movie to drink to forget that you're watching that movie. You're uh, just a Spider-Man hater. That being said, I'm going to give it about a beer and a half. Pretty positive before, from the... Before Chris Hawk goes uh, into his similarity Rubicon, I'd just like to say... Uh, as a as a special grading system for this episode, I'd I'd like to give it three friends from work. That's what I'd like to rate it. <laughs> yeah. How does that work? Uh, do you figure it out? 
Oh, geez. So Thor Ragnarok was everything I wanted to be for the final installment of the Thor uh, trilogy. I didn't think it was going to follow the whole storyline of the comics or the Norse mythology or the Planet Hawk, but I knew there were going to be a combination of all three. I dig all the Hulk and Thor and Valkyrie and Loki moments, all those together. The Revengers was a very neat little neat little um, Thor trying to become his own Avengers leader. I dig all the callbacks in this movie. There were a lot of callbacks to Avengers and Avengers 2, like in the arena when Thor is ragdolled by Hulk and Loki, you know, is excited that it happened to someone else other than him. It's, I think this movie might have the most callbacks of the recent MCU movies, and I think it rewards uh, fans of the universe a lot. I, I, I felt very gratified watching this movie because I was, I was, yeah, I was getting references. I was, I was very immersed and enjoying this movie a lot. So I already mentioned what we do in the shadows, and the humor of that movie is very similar to the humor in the Thor movie. And this was one of the funniest movies I've seen all year, and in terms of comedies. And I've seen a couple comedy movies this year, and I think this movie might be funnier. For this movie was a very vibrant movie, and it, I think it was actually a bit more colorful than Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I I could be wrong. It's I mean, but I thought it was more sci-fi than Guardians. Um, but I got a vil, a real big Fifth Element vibe from it because Fifth Element to me is a movie about colors. It's it's a very colorful movie. It's bright. It's it's very vivid, and it's and that's what Thor Ragnarok is. For Thor's arc in this movie, I got a real Return of the Jedi feeling, where it's all about inside Thor that he's fighting, like he doesn't know who he really is, and he he is kind of the he is kind of an heir to a throne and Luke is kind of an heir to a throne also that he could have joined with his father but he refused to do so instead he actually destroyed his throne so just like how Thor destroyed Asgard so the ending when uh, Thor unleashes Sutor I think that's his name Sutor do you guys know his name the giant fire demon I think you're right I think it is Sutor Sutor I got a real drag- like uh one of the episodes one of my favorite episodes of Dragon Ball Z was the episode uh when Goku is super he goes super saiyan and he fights Frieza on Namek and instead of overpowering Goku Frieza destroys planet Namek to kill them both and I got a real vibe from that on uh, the end of Thor Ragnarok cuz Thor decides to destroy Asgard to beat Hela and Thor is Frieza in this situation. And th- those are the uh, types of uh, similarity Rubicons for this movie, Thor Ragnarok, that I got. Man, that's, you, you just brought up something that I completely wanted to talk about. I totally saw a plot coming where he's going to destroy Asgard. You totally saw that coming? I saw it coming. It's just so obvious. He brought the yeah. skull there. He put it next to it. They were going to have to do it. I saw that coming, too. That's all I wanted to say. Just a quick comment. So I gave this movie a, uh, I gave Thor Ragnarok an 8 out of 10. Uh, John Kanoki gave it an 8.5 out of 10. George said it was a beer and a half. 
take him about a beer and a half to get through the movie. So, you know, he wants to stay coherent while he watches Thor Ragnarok. So that's a good thing. And, uh, Not Chris that Hawk I'd be could... drunk after a six-pack anyway. You know. Yeah, but <laughs> that's why you got to change it. What do you want me to change it to? A 24-pack? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. We'd be here all um, night. <laughs> uh... Chris Hawk compared it to, with the similar Rubicon, he compared it to what we do in the shadows, uh, the fifth element for its vibrant colors. Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, Z yep. the ending, and Return of the Jedi. And Return of the Jedi vibe of, you know, not wanting to take, or taking the throne, uh, kind of being the new chosen one, in a sense. So that was our take on Thor Ragnarok. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for being on the episode, George. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hey, you're welcome, Dad, pal. You're welcome. Uh, is there any weekly recommends? Anybody have any weekly recommends? John, do you have any weekly recommends? I haven't really watched anything other than uh, the few episodes of The Orville to catch up. What you really think? I watched anything out of nowhere. I like it. It's good. I think we were we- talking about it the other day. It uh, borrows heavily in its plot lines, but it delivers them very well, so it's worth watching. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree again for the second week in a row that the Orville is my week recommend. It's just a really good show. Yeah. Uh, we got some episodes we got coming up, I guess would be, uh, you know, Justice League. We're going to do take two of The Matrix. Um, Stranger Things 2 with our good friend Joey Hill. Uh, we're going to do an anime and talk about our trip to NecoCon. We it still got to pick the anime. It was a trip. Maybe you guys can suggest some animes to us. If anyone's listening, that would be uh, really cool. So you can look us up on Twitter at cinema seven underscore podcast. You can look us up on Instagram at cinema seven underscore podcast on Facebook. We're cinema seven. You can support the podcast on patreon.com. You can donate as little as a dollar to help support an independent podcast called cinema seven. We'll thank you on every podcast as normal. Uh, thanks, Mario's mom. Thanks, me. Thanks, Chris Hawk. Uh, and that other guy. And the other guy. What's the other guy? Uh, his name is Mario or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Oh, wait, that guy. And, uh, oh, go to audibletrial.com and uh, slash c7pod, audibletrial.com slash c7pod. You get a 30-day free trial of Audible. If you don't know what Audible is, you know, you can go uh, listen to you can listen to audiobooks or audio versions of books. You can listen to audio dramas, and uh, you also get uh, your choice of a free audiobook, I believe, with that uh, with that trial. So definitely check that out. Audible trial slash C Seven Pod. Uh, but with that, I'm gonna send us off. Uh, Chris Hawk, take it away. So as always, from us at Cinema Seven. We want to thank you for watching with us. We want to thank you for listening with us. We want to thank you for exploring with us. Mm-hmm.